0: Welcome to a new episode of the Soccer and Fitness Podcast with your host and creator of the podcast, Sean Spencer. Today is episode 39. um which is pretty crazy, really. I can't believe I've actually done this many episodes, but there you go. Um, so today's episode is, is basically part B of the UEFA sort of story so if you missed 38 episode 38 i recommend going back to listen to that this is also the third part of this sort of coaching journey qualifications so i did um what was it 30 36 was on level one level two episode 37 was on the UEFA b and then um 38 was on the a license and that was part one and then i've done a second part um well the second part is going to be today from that because it's it's a pretty sort of long long story and there's a lot of sort of tangents that are that i can go down on the a license and i want to be able to take my time and and sort of explain explain the process uh what was going on what i was thinking and how sort of i navigated it really so the last episode, I I had said about how Lillyshaw had stopped being the centre of English soccer for the qualifications and St. George's Park wasn't built yet. So they, they had like a country manor house that was also BMW's training centre, like the European training centre, and um, it also had soccer fields at, at the back and a golf course. So I was on the initial start of the course, which was like a two-weeks all-intensive sort of living at this country house whilst the the tutors of the air license then sort of put you through your paces. So we're going to be picking off where we left off, which was, I was saying, I had like a a practice assessment before we, we left to go on our own. So that's where we're gonna we're gonna pick up. But w- before we do that, um, as is tradition, I have a beer. Today's beer is probably the podcast fa- favorite. It is a Montucky Cold Snack Lager again. Um, I went to Heb, and they, they, you can't really go wrong. They're like seven dollars for six. And it's the bigger cans, 16, 16 ounces. So that is what I'm going to be drinking. So let's cheers to that. There we go. Uh, other news. Other news. Again, f- recording this in Houston, Texas. It is, of course, absolutely boiling all the time. I, I went to the gym this morning. I was coaching at the gym this morning and then did a session afterwards and i had to do it outside it was red hot but luckily we've got a little bit of a storm that's come in so it's it's raining a little bit of lightning and thunder uh, which is quite a nice break when when it's just so humid all the time it cools the place down and when you're inside it kind of feels nice and nice and cozy so yeah nice break i've um because I, I was up at four a.m. this morning for the first class at five a.m., so I had a little, I had a little nap this afternoon, and then I just started watching Charlton and Sheffield Wednesday in League One, which was on ESPN Plus, and then yeah, decided to to record this to today. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and let's get started. <music> Okay, before before we get started, I should mention um I'm thinking I'm thinking I might write a second book. So those that don't know, I, I did um, I did a book that's available on Amazon. Nice little plug. Uh how to create your own soccer session rather than rather than just having to um find sessions on on google and then just trying to copy them best you can i've a uh, designed like a, a roadmap how to create your own uh but I've, I've decided to do a second book um and i think i'm pretty sure 90 percent is going to be on youth soccer in north america so yeah that is on the horizon i'll i'll talk more about that at some point but anyway today So like I had just previously mentioned, we were at the end of the sort of the two weeks and it was time for for me to do my session. It was um, a defending session, which I was quite happy about because, like I mentioned in the previous episode, with defending, it's a little bit more black and white um, with regards to the the sort of the rules of it. We're attacking. There's a lot more... um, Creativity, shall we say? I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um so I had I had been up the evening before with pretty much some of the like ex pro players chatting and then designed the session in in the morning. Um we started doing the coaching at nine o'clock. Um an important thing that I had to do was select the right players so the players when you're doing these coaching courses kind of make a break yeah so you want you want decent players and you want players that you know are going to be able to get your topic out with the same token you don't want them to be sort of too good and then you don't have anything to to coach Um so that was that's what I spent quite a bit of time in picking my place, and I remember I was doing defending, and there was a goalkeeper which was sort of pivotal to to my session because it started with it started with a like a back pass to the goalkeeper, and then the goalkeeper played a long ball down fields, and then I was gonna work with the midfield unit first so they were going to be my main main unit so i needed the ball to go into sort of that middle zone um on the field so that i could work with the midfielders but the goalkeeper that i had in my session and and i could see this now because i've got the uh, the dvd of of the session because that's the other thing you have like a microphone on so the so they can sort of hear when the coaches sit down with you on the computer so everything's sort of recorded what you're saying. Um and it's like a like a sort of sort of cherry picker view. So it's a decent angle as well. And then if you if they say you did something and you say you didn't do something, then you can always go to the sort of the video evidence, which I always thought was pretty cool. But anyway, I, I selected this goalkeeper who was who was really good. Um but he had a tendency to go into Reading in the evening. Um, and he was heading into Reading in the evening and I needed him to be there for one of the first sessions in the morning. And he had this a tendency to turn up late basically. Um, so he had promised me that he was going to be there for the session because we, we became like pretty decent friends over the course, Um uh, and and you can see on the on the video that he turns up as I'm sort of putting the teams together, so he was there just just in the nick of time. Um, so the actual session went oh, all right. I was I was quite happy with it. The feedback was was pretty good. There was certain things that I needed to go away and, and work on. Biggest one was like the detail that that I needed to get out. So that was that was that. Now what what happens then is you've got to go away and um like fill fill this like folder in with certain sessions. Then you have to complete I can't remember how many hours it is, but you have to go away and complete like a certain amount of hours of coaching, coaching certain topics. And it, it ranges from attacking to defending to sort of everything in between. Uh, and there's nothing there's nothing like crazy, but there's just a lot in there. And all the other all topics are stuff that could potentially come up for your final assessment. Um and those that aren't familiar with with the topic, it it's it's normally like a paragraph so there's there's quite a lot of variation that you can do in terms of interpreting what is required so one of the one of the things might be working with working with the midfield unit whilst being outnumbered on the flanks whilst playing with a slow midfielder and it would have these like crazy little things in um, another one was like defending defending against a front two who are very, very quick, quicker than your defenders. So it's important, and this is where I was saying about selecting your players, like if the topic says says that you've got slow defenders up against quick attackers, like you need to be able to pick the players that are quick attackers and slow defenders, basically, so that you can have a realistic chance of of recreating what what they want, um, and that's that's tricky. That's that's an art in itself, picking picking the right players. Um, but yeah, luckily luckily I was okay with that on the assessment. But the issue the issue I had shortly after leaving the the A license, um, was that I, I was working for Bolton Wanderers at the time, who were in the Premiership. Bolton Wanderers had a South Korean player called um, Chung Young Lee, who who played for the South Korean national team and was very very popular in in Bolton and in England, but he was massive like superstar status in South Korea. So in South Korea they would play. Uh, podgy Sung's game, who was at Manchester United, they would play Chung Yun Lee's games, who was at Bolton. And then there was a player at there was a player at Celtic, and there was a player at at Germany. So all them games would be heard in South South Korea all the time. But anyway, a representative from the Korean FA went to watch Bolton and Chung Yun Lee. In a in a game, and I remember I remember it really clear. Actually, I was I was sat at home, and there's there's an afternoon TV show. So in England, for whatever reason, like we never used to have the the live Premier League games um, because of some old like rule from way back when. So there's not you're not allowed to air on TV three o'clock games. Now it's changed slightly during COVID because Amazon Amazon came up with a deal to 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 show them. But back then there were no games. So I, I was at home watching Soccer Saturday where it's basically there's a group of pundits and they have live scores come come through. And I was just sat at home watching watching that. And then I got a text message from my my boss Saying that there's going to be a job opening coaching in South Korea full time, and if I would fancy fancy doing it, and he, he said he's sat with with the guy now, blah blah blah. So I I said yeah, and then I had to send send my sort of CV across, resume across, and it it happened pretty pretty quickly. I got then I got an email back and said yeah you're um they want you to go and it was a place in called Daegu in in South Korea so long story short I end up going to South Korea this is I think this was towards the end of August I actually set off to go to South Korea back in 2010 so 12 years ago now um a lot younger a lot um Less experienced than than I am now, and I, I had no idea what I was what I was getting into, and I'm going to keep this on the a license. I'll probably do a separate episode just on just on my time in South Korea, but I when I was there, I, I for some reason thought that the players would be able to speak a little bit of English, which they weren't, and I couldn't speak any South Korean. So I had this this translator, um, like a young young student. He came from the university. Really, really nice. But there's a lot of language differences, even with translating. Certainly, in the coaching world, uh, the language that you'll use whilst you're, whilst you're coaching soccer, um, and even even if you think of England and the US, there's a lot of words that are that are different. So you can imagine the difference with South Korea. Now I had to still get through these these um, coaching sessions. The players I was meant to mainly with be with an older age group, but the only time I had like an eleven v eleven field was with the the younger age groups. The players the players were very good. There were no there were no issue. Um, in terms of the the player's ability, but there was issues with me actually being able to communicate an A license session to twenty two South Korean players. So i I remember, I remember there was you. You always have to have a starting point when you're doing a, a like a coaching badge session, and I. I Again, I can I can see it now. I had a starting point where it was a midfielder purposely giving the ball away to the centre back, and then the and then that's where we we started. So it was like a transitional coaching session. So all all I needed to do was that player pass the ball to the defender on the opposite team, and then and then we started. I think it must have took probably about seven or eight attempts to to get that right i was trying to explain to the the translator and basically they just didn't understand why i wanted the player to give the ball away and again when you can't sort of explain what's going on it's it's very very difficult now what makes this even sort of more challenging and, and worse is because i was in south korea i was unable to go to these um weekend events that the UEFA license held. So they would have regional tutors that every sort of once a month you would go and then they could check through your folder and answer any questions that you needed and keep you on track. So then when you go back for your assessment, like there's no, there's no surprise. you're not going to get there and go. And then they say, well, you still need to do X, Y, and Z. However, because I was in South Korea, the FA were were fine with that, um, but I had to send video back of the sessions, and then basically they would do it over video. So, as you can imagine, I'm trying to film a coaching session with 11v11 South Koreans that don't speak a, a lick of English with a translator. It was stressful and and challenging to to say the least uh but luckily i i ended up coming back at december it was just before christmas um and again i'll go into more detail about this but basically north korea were setting bombs off on a south korean island um north of sort of tokyo and there was a load of tension there and they wasn't sure what was going to happen um, and I, I spoke to the British en- Embassy and they were like yeah um, if you can leave I would leave so I was advised by the British Embassy to to leave and I, I later found out like there was a couple of other coaches there was a Danish coach um, in South Korea that left and a couple of uh, South American coaches so I, I ended up coming back at, at Christmas didn't have didn't have a a a job at that point um and i actually went into to man city i ended up working with with man city at the time but that was more of um opposition analysis than than a coach to to start with so i was i was basically having to like get sessions done wherever I could, so I was, I was just calling friends who were who were in certain clubs, and then I'd go in and do do the session. So I managed, I managed to get it done eventually. Um, like the folder, to uh, I managed to complete the folder, and then it was basically getting ready to go for the for the second part, and the same process really went down to to reading. But this time was with a slightly, slightly different group. So again, you had different peers. I, I, I would say it was fifty percent the same, the same people. Maybe a little bit less, because how how they did it was you had June and July, and there was like three different dates that you could pick, and it was completely up to you. And it was the same with the other groups that were going for the A license. So this time the groups were a little bit mixed up, which was which was nice because I don't know, it just freshened freshened it up a little bit. Um so that was that was that was the year leading up to the second part of the A license. So the so the second part the the point of it originally was that you would you'd come back and there was there was like a psychologist that we would have some some sort of lectures on um, and that would help fill out a, a few more bits of a bit a few more bits of your folder which was fine but the end of it was meant to be your your assessment so early on we found out that the assessments wouldn't be wouldn't be done at the end of at the end of the course. How the assessments were gonna work was you would have to um schedule them. Excuse me. You would have to schedule your assessment at um a separate location. So you went through basically I think it was a week. It wasn't wasn't as long. You'd go through the week um that was fine and then and then afterwards we had to schedule this assessment for I think the earliest appointment was like three months time. So again, it, it just like dragged it out. And by this point, you're, you're ready. You're ready to, to do it. Um, I mean, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the second part. This, that's where I actually met, met Paul Lintz. Uh, I think I've sort of said this story on the podcast uh, earlier on. Um, everybody on the course had to had to do a 20-minute coaching session. So there were about 30 of us. And if you imagine we're all now doing a coaching session 20 minutes and then the next coach will go on and so on and so on. Now, normally what, what happens is they bring in youth team players from, from local teams, teams. Um, professional ones that would come in and then you would coach them. But also because they might not be able to necessarily get the numbers or they might have the team come in in the morning, but not the afternoon. Um, They would fill up with with the coaches, the ones that could like play and move and and stuff like that. Because I was one of the younger ones, I ended up being in every single session. Now towards... Towards the the end, at, I forget what what day it was, but I I was playing twenty minute sessions since nine o'clock in the morning, and it's like four five o'clock now, and and they bring in Reading Reddin FC youth team, and they've got this winger that's like Raheem Sterling, tiny tiny little player, absolutely rapid on the wing. I'm playing left fullback. And again, you've got you've got all your peers like judging you. So this this player gets the ball and he goes flying past me. Um, I'm chasing shadows, but at this point, my legs were were gone. Um, and then he gets the ball again. He, he does it again, and then I just know what's going to come in the evening if if this player carries on doing this to me. So I I decided just to to clean him out. That's how I used to play. If if a, if if a player got the better of me, then I would just take them out of the game or slow them down somehow. Um, I went full Italian dark arts. And that's that's what I did. That's what I did. And he, he then went off and didn't play, and I, I thought it was fine. And then the, the next game, it was even the next game or the game after, um, Paul Lintz, who... Well, if you're not familiar, play for Man United, Liverpool, Inter Milan and England captain. Um, I had grown up watching him. He was playing midfields for the opposite team. Um, he was like 40, 44, 45 at the time, 46. So he could still move a little bit. And I was I was centre-back for the other team. And there was a ball. Ball came into the middle and I one of them ones where you know you're going to get the before the player coming in those that have played um, kind of know what I what I'm referring to like you know you're 60% favorite for the for the ball um and I, I put my left foot in and just touched the ball away from like the oncoming person that was coming towards me which turned out to be Paul Lintz, and he just completely missed the ball and and took me out. I just went vertically up in the air, landed my cough. my calf felt like it had been shot with um with a rifle. So after that I had like a dead cough and I I lost it. I I went absolutely mad and he just like stood there cool and, cool and calm and and just said that deserves you right for doing the same thing to to that kid. Um, and from there we've just became friends ever since, which is a random way to meet, but there you go, mutual respect, i suppose um so yeah, so that 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 was that was that we did that, went okay, did my session again, no problem um but now now I had to come away and book this assessment um, and how that works is they give you locations. And of course, they don't have any locations near me. The nearest location was was Newcastle. Newcastle is northeast of England. I'm in the northwest, but it is an absolute nightmare to get to because there's no there's no uh, motorways or if you American freeways to to get there. You basically have to go up a a motorway for about fifty miles, and then you go right across. The uh, right across england um on an a road so just like a a normal just straight road and it's it's a bit of a nightmare certainly in winter um so that's the one that's the one i booked it was actually in gateshead there's a brazilian coach who's actually working out in hong kong now he um he he was messaging me to see if he could tie in and do the assessment with me, so so I said yeah, told him like how I was gonna go about it, where I was stopping and stuff like that, um, and then then the fun and games really started with with this assessment. Um, yeah, this this is um, an interesting bit, <laughs> so my assessment there is we were in we're in gateshead and we had we had a, co- a college team they they weren't professional but they were they were very very good players there was no issue with the standard of players um it was pretty windy and we had some like i remember the the soccer balls not being the great but again it it was sort of no issue um the assessments there was one who was the england uh, what was he under 19s coach absolutely sort of first first class coach educator really liked him um another guy from from manchester same thing really liked him and then this other guy who i had never never come across before didn't didn't know who he was so, the morning how it worked was that there was four. I think it was four of us: me, the Brazilian guy, lad from Sheffield, and and, and another person. Um. So the morning, the morning was like the smallest. Uh, what would you call it? The phase of play. So it wasn't eleven v eleven. It was it was sort of like working on just the defence. So you need your strikers and the defenders. Um, I do my session. I think it was. I think it was a, like a def, no. It wasn't unfair. It was attacking the wings, um, and I did the session. And like I said, the balls were like a pain because it was so windy. You had to be careful to just play everything on the floor. But I went through went through the list, and the guy from Manchester was was assessing me, um, and this and this other guy. So lunchtime, you go. And, and sit down and they, they ask you how do you think first part of the session went blah 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 and I was like yeah quite happy it could have gone a little bit better but overall I think I think I did a an okay job and they were like yeah perfect the only thing that you need to 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 get in this next one and it was a really basic one I can't remember exactly what what I needed to do um oh that was it it was it was working on the defenders He was working on the the defenders in an attacking position. So I had worked with the strikers attacking. I would worked with the midfielders attacking. um, But I hadn't got to the defenders and the goalkeeper. And they were like, that's the only thing that you really need to get out of the session. So I had done a 4-3-3 with like... um, because, again, Guardiola heavily sort of influenced my coaching at the time, Um, I did a a 4-3-3 and with a point down. So there was a holding midfielder, that sort of Busquets position. And what I was planning on doing to get the defenders involved in the attacking was the two centre-backs would split, the holding midfielder would go in between, uh, not drop all the way back, but create like a little defensive triangle and then the wing the the fullbacks would then attack super common now but at the time not so common so i i did the session and i always um again very important it it was windy super windy but i had i had gone on to the other side of the field and i was talking to to the winger and you part of like the a license is you need to cover all the field and, like, different coaching views. So you don't want to just sit back at the defenders, apart from when you're coaching the defenders, but then you want to move towards the wing, you want to work in the middle, the other side, strikers, and you move around all the fields and basically, um, you know, talk to the, the individuals, the unit and the team as a whole, which you did. Now, whilst you're doing this, because you know you're getting assessed, you're looking to see where the assessor is. My assessor was was stood talking to the guy who's coaching the uh, the England under-19s, and I'm on the opposite side of the field, and I'm, I was thinking at the time, like, there's no way he can hear me, because I'm not mic'd up, session isn't filmed, and he's, he's like really not paying attention, but... I did the entire session, and I was really, really happy with it. The other coaches that I were with, they were like, "Like we've we've all killed this. Like good job. We'll go out later, celebrate, and um, like go out for for drinks." And I I f- actually thought at the time I was like, "Well, to be fair, I only needed to, I only needed one more tick to to pass." Um, so he's probably just like seen enough. Um, and then like towards the end, he then, he then says, he says, yeah, you happy done. I was like, yeah, okay. If you're, if you're happy, I'm happy. So we've done the session and I'm, I'm like happy. Think of past. I sit down in, in the room and, um, he, he asks, how do you think I went? Oh, I'm, yeah, really happy with it. And, um, he, he failed me and I, I was gobsmacked absolutely gobsmacked and not the fact of passing or failing because I'm um, I'm sort of used to that and like during the coaching course like there were points that needed to be improved and the coach said it and I agreed with it and stuff but this one I was because I had coached it like how they've been teaching us how to coach Um, is probably the best way to describe it and I know I had gone through all the coaching points so it was really strange to me and I, I didn't understand it um so he, he he tried to he tried to say like firstly it was unrealistic having the holder midfielder split the the two centre-backs and he said you, you'll never see that and I and I was giving him ex- examples of when this like happened and again it's really popular now it was only really like the Spanish teams that were doing it at the time. Then he went, anyway, even if you did do that, you didn't communicate with the the fullback when he was attacking, which again, like I remember going on the other side and, and doing that because that's when I was looking to see where he was. And then I, I said to him, I said, like, I did. But then he contradicted himself and said, well, I didn't. I didn't hear you when you when you were talking. So then I said to him, but I thought I didn't speak to him. But now he's saying I did speak to him, and, and then he was like, "Yeah, because I didn't hear." So, it, as you can imagine, I, I probably could have dealt with it a little bit better with him, but I was so frustrated at the time. Um, so, the the guy the guy from Manchester, he actually pulled me. To one side afterwards he wasn't in the room he pulled me to to a side and um asked how i'm doing and um he had thought i'd passed and then i said i said no he's he's not passed me but i don't understand why because i've done that that so he he and the the other guy the england coach they tell me what to do they said don't worry about it like go home call this number and then we'll reschedule you to to do it again so apparently um what i found out at a at a sort of later date he had done this to like a few people and there'd been a load of sort of complaints about him he left shortly after um and then i i went on to do my a second assessment which I then decided to do at my own sort of club. I was at the university. Um, but when I found out when the the assessors would be would be available was shortly after a vacation I was in Turkey at the time. Um, but this was like a small window to get it done otherwise I would have had to have waited a long time. so I was I was on vac- vacation in Turkey scrambling trying to get players from here there and everywhere. Um, it turned on the day I had everything set up for them. I had got them like lunch and, and stuff and presented everything perfectly. Um, but yeah, the, the, the player scramble that I had I had some students who were helping me out with some analysis work, they, they joined in. I had some women players from, from a local club. Um, I had I had people from, from everywhere. I just had twenty two players, the the biggest mix and match players you've you've ever seen. And by some miracle, um I managed managed to pass. And it and again, I would say the first first session was leaps and bounds better than better than the second one. Um and the second topic that I had was the most complicated topic ever because they i basically had to do defending defending with a, a free back against a front free whilst having free midfielders it was like the most complicated worded um, assessment question that that i i've ever seen and to this day i always say like what what is a free back because it wasn't a sweeper And it also wasn't just a player that was hanging around at the back. Um, So I I had to interpret it as a player that just wouldn't mark. So you'd have your full-backs, you'd have a centre-back who was marking the striker, and then the free-back who was the one that would look for any balls that sort of came over the top or the striker flicked on with his head. Um, But yeah managed managed to pass and like I said I, I could I could probably do 30 episodes on this a license of I've, I've had to like skip through a lot um but I suppose the point of telling you this is like things like you you might go on to courses and and have an absolute nightmare with them. You yourself might struggle, you might, your peers might not be great, your assessors might not be great, the organization might not be great. But overall, you've just got to sort of try and keep your head, try and keep learning, keep level headed. And, and persevere because ultimately the only thing that matters is that you come away with with the qualification and you get out of it what what you want regardless of of what you're doing um and that's that's what happened and that was that was 2012 and i'm, I'm glad to this day that i that i didn't give up because i know there was multiple multiple times that that i nearly that i nearly did i just refused to be to be beaten by it, um. So yeah, regardless of what it is, regardless of what your ability level is with it, just stick with it. If it's something that you want to do, you'll you'll eventually get through it, and then one day be able to tell stories about it. Um, but yeah, I I don't I don't regret anything that that happened. Um, going through them coaching badges. And even though they were difficult at the time, financially, time-wise and the stress that it put on relationships and stuff like that, um, I'm proud. I'm proud that I did it, proud that I finished it and and I've got it to to this day. Anyway, right, there we go. That is the end of of today's podcast. Um, Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you followed along because, like I said, there was a lot, a lot going on there. But try your best, don't you? Anyway, have a good rest of your week. I'll be back soon with a new, a new podcast. Um, if you're listening on Apple, you can leave a review. You're great uh, Anchor, Anchor FM, Sean Spencer, Soccer and Fitness Show. You can, you can sort of leave messages and stuff on there. Support the, support the. Um, the channel as well, if you if you like, but yeah, thanks for listening, and we keep going. I'll be back soon. I'm gonna have a think of the the next topic. I've got a few different ideas, so yeah, I'm enjoying doing it. Bye bye.